Welcome to the Reinspiring You podcast, a ministry of revitalizing you that focuses on helping its listeners to relax the mind, restore the body, and renew the spirit. My name is Jared Williams, and I am glad that you decided to join us today. May this podcast be a place for you to hear teachings, interviews, and stories that encourage you to rethink, regroup, and recharge. Now, here's today's episode. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Reinspiring You podcast. Last time, Stacy talked a little bit about the importance of living with purpose, and she shared some thoughts and some stories and some things along those lines. Well, today I thought that I would share a couple of thoughts that I had as, as I was listening to her uh, podcast last week. So here we go. The first thing that I had thought of is actually from the Bible as well. She had shared some things from Jeremiah. I would like to share something from Psalm 139, verses 13 through 16. And it says, For you formed my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret, and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance, and in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. And the thing about purpose in this is that if you make something, it doesn't matter what it is, if you make something, you make it for a reason. You don't just make something to make something, and eh, it is what it is. So especially something that's important, something that you definitely want that has value to it. And you have value because God made you and God doesn't make you for no reason. God made you for a purpose, especially as as it's talking about being fearfully and wonderfully made. Like that's not just some random thing. You know, sometimes just for the fun of it, as I'm sitting there and we'll be playing with the kids and so forth, uh, we'll just we'll just be playing and we'll just make stuff up. Or if we're playing with a Legos or something like that, we'll just build something just to build something. And it's, it's kind of a fun thing. It's good bonding time, but really, it, it just it, it's just a thing. What is it? I don't know. It's just one of those things. That's not how God makes you. He makes you for a reason and very particularly and very specially puts you together and puts your personality and all of your gifts and talents and all of those things together because there is a purpose in mind for you. Now, what is that purpose? I don't know. I don't know what your purpose is. And sometimes I wonder, what is my purpose? Sometimes it's hard to tell. Sometimes we say, oh, you should live with purpose. You should find your purpose in life. And honestly, sometimes that's hard. Sometimes it's very difficult to know what your purpose is. I mean, realistically, there are times when we don't always know what our purpose is. And I think we're very much like, the best illustration I can come up with is the, the, we are very much like George Bailey in the movie, It's a Wonderful Life. If you've ever seen that movie, usually you can catch it on TV at Christmas time or whatnot. But in the movie, he's, he feels like a failure. He's ready to throw himself off of a bridge because he feels like nothing that he has done in his life has any meaning, any value. He hasn't really accomplished anything. What is his purpose? He just, I'm here. 
And the reason for that really is because growing up, you see that his plan in life was to leave town, leave the small little town that he grew up in, leave the town, go someplace else, build bridges, build big buildings and be a somebody and and do great things and amazing things that people would marvel at and go, oh, wow, who made that? Oh, that was George Bailey. Wow, he did a great job with that bridge or whatever it is that he had built. And so he wanted to leave the town and he wanted to do other things. And we're a lot like that. If you ever go to a high school graduation or you go to a party with a high school graduate, and you hear about the plans that they have and, and the, the ways that they're going to go out and, and change the world and do this. All these are huge plans. I'm going to go to college and I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. You hear these big, big plans. And I often wonder how many of those people actually have accomplished what they set out to accomplish when they graduated from high school. I dare say probably most people ended up doing something completely different. I know some people who have gone to college for one thing and ended up as a career doing something completely different. There's countless stories like that. Maybe you're one of those people. Some people who have gone to school to be a teacher and they ended up working somewhere where they didn't even need the teaching degree. Somebody who has gone to school to be an engineer and they ended up doing something that they didn't need an engineering degree in. All of those things happen. We see that all the time. And so we understand that's kind of how George feels as he's planning his life out. And then, of course, life happens. You know, for me, I had plans of working at a camp. But it didn't end up working out that way. And that's okay. At one point, I was working in retail. Certainly not what I had planned to do. And I can understand being very frustrated in that situation where you have plans and you're ready to go and do something and then you can't find a job or you can't get in where you wanted to get in. And so you just take whatever you can get and you end up sitting there for however long. George was a little bit like that in the movie. He had, he had big plans, but life happened. His, his dad had passed away. And so he had to take over the family business for a little while. And his, he thought, well, when his brother comes back from college, his brother will take over. And well, that didn't happen. And then he, he had plans of after he had gotten married, he was going to go off on this honeymoon and go and visit places, but that didn't end up happening either. Everything that he did ended up revolving around helping people, helping the town survive. Many people would have lost their homes, their businesses, everything they had if it hadn't been for George helping them through that time. And and that was the story of his life. And what he ended up discovering is that his purpose actually was to stay in that town and to help people. If he didn't, if he wasn't in that town, if he didn't stay there, all of those people that he had helped would be in way worse trouble, desolate. They, they would not have any hope in life that they had because he was there to help them. So a lot of times I think we're a little bit like that. We don't always recognize our purpose until and, and maybe years later we look back and we go, oh, wow, maybe it is a good thing that I was in that place or I did what I did. Maybe we don't even see 
what our purpose is, and we never will. And that's kind of a, a sobering thing because that means that really you need to find the purpose, find your purpose where you are, even if it's not where you want to be. When I worked retail, I, I didn't want that job, but I saw a lot of people coming through and, and helping them and customers and so forth. And I just made it, it was my purpose because I know people come through and they're really frustrated and tired and who knows what they're feeling like as they're coming to the store. I made it my purpose to just try and put a smile on their face. Just try to do something just to lift them up and encourage them. Sometimes I was successful. Sometimes I wasn't. But even if it's just a small purpose just for the day or just for that time and your purpose in life can be a temporary thing. I don't work at that retail anymore. And that's okay. My purpose has changed. And I really think that's something to, to think about is to find your purpose where you are, even if it's not where you originally wanted to be. And that leads me to my second thought is that sometimes you know your purpose. You know what you're supposed to be doing, but what your job is, what your purpose is, is something that doesn't get front and center stage. It's something that you do and nobody notices. And it can be a little bit discouraging. I've heard it said that if you go to a concert and you think about people who go to a concert and they see whoever's on stage and they, you don't go to see anybody except whoever's on stage, who the headliner is or you know, who's singing or who's playing their instrument or whatever. Whatever concert you go to see, you want to see the people that are on stage, right? Nobody wants to go to a concert and see the people who are doing backstage stuff. And I think of specifically somebody who is the sound engineer. I've heard it said in a sound engineer's type of a position, if you do your job, nobody knows you're there. Because let's face it, if, if the sound goes wrong, if there's a lot of feedback, the first thing people do is, where's the sound guy? What's he screwing up? Nothing, probably. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's usually not their problem. They're scrambling to try and fix it. So you know they've done their job if nobody knows they're there. Same with people who work in the backstage area. The, the people who are the roadies, the ones who set up all of the gear and everything. They do their job and nobody in the audience really knows they're there. Nobody goes to see them. Nobody goes to see the stagehands. They just go to see the people who are performing. And if you're, if you are that stagehand, if you are that sound tech, the audio, the AV, whatever it is, it's very easy to kind of get a little bit frustrated or man, no one even notices that I'm here. No one cares. And even though you know your purpose in that setting in particular, and you do your job well, it means no one notices you. And that can be frustrating but it can also be very rewarding because you did your job and that was what was needed at that time if you didn't do your job everything would have fallen apart the story that i come i think through with this and it's a very very interesting story is the story of a feller by the name of michael collins and i don't know how many of you will recognize that name michael collins michael collins was a test pilot for a few years before he was selected into the astronaut corps for NASA. And 
he was on one of the Gemini missions. And he did some spacewalks and different things like that. And a lot of people don't really know too much about that unless you really study it. But Michael Collins was actually the third crew member on the Apollo 11 mission that went to the moon. Michael Collins didn't get a chance to walk on the moon. So he was the one who was there in space and stayed with the command module as it circled the moon while Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin got to go down to the lunar surface. So when they all got back and everybody's saying, oh, wow, Neil Armstrong walked on the moon. Buzz Aldrin walked on the moon. Wow, that's great. That's wonderful. And Michael Collins is this there. Hi, guys, I'm here. He didn't get any of the great accolades, all the great, you know, his name was not in the papers or anything like that. So does that mean he's not important? Well, no. His job was to make sure the command module was where it was supposed to be when those guys came back so that they could all come back to Earth together. Imagine this. Imagine if he was circling the moon and he gets on the backside of the moon. He's got communication with nobody. It's one of the loneliest experiences you can imagine. He's the person most farthest away from the planet Earth. Imagine being in that position and thinking, you know what? Those guys are down there. When we get back, they're going to get all of the recognition. I'm going to get nothing. You know what? Screw them. I'm going home. Well, you'd certainly have heard of him, but not for the right reason. But I thought it was interesting. This is a quote from him as he's talking about his role in the Apollo 11 mission. He said, quote, This venture has been structured for three men, and I consider my third to be as necessary as either of the other two, unquote. So here is somebody who knew his purpose, and he understood that, no, he wouldn't get to be front and center stage, but his job was just as important to the mission as the other two. And I think if you know your purpose, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's front and center stage or if it's in the back background, if it's doing the backstage work that nobody really sees. But if you don't do your job, the front and center stage people don't get to do theirs. I've been in that position. And, and it can be very rewarding to see the whole thing come together and it's very exciting. But it also does feel a little bit like, man, no one even notices. But that's okay. Because you're fulfilling your purpose. So I wanted this to be a little bit encouraging. Not only to find the purpose where you are, if you don't know where what your purpose is, to find the purpose where you are, even if it's not where you want to be. But even if you know your purpose and you are doing your purpose, it's okay if nobody notices. Because you're doing your job and it carries the entire mission of the people around you, whatever that is, whether it's at work or whether it's in a volunteer setting, whatever the case may be, whatever your role is, it's okay if nobody notices, even if you're doing your purpose, even if you're doing your job. Sometimes it's better that way. No pressure. I hope this has been encouraging for you. I hope that not only can you find your purpose, not only for your life, but even in the small situations and in the smaller individual short settings that you might find yourself in, whether it's just a short-time job or just a short, hour-long volunteer position, whatever it is, I hope that this has helped you find your purpose and that you will be encouraged. So have a great week, and we'll see you next time. 
Thank you for listening to the Reinspiring You podcast. We are glad you took the time to invest in your life today. As always, make sure you have subscribed so you don't miss any episodes. If you like what you've heard today, feel free to drop us a note at rypodcast at protonmail.com. You can also connect with us via the Revitalizing You Facebook page. Please note, homeopathy does not treat an illness. It addresses the entire person and is a matter of the body caring for itself. If you need treated or diagnosed, we here at Revitalizing You believe that the advice of a professional physician is in order. If you would like more information about an online homeopathic class or personal consultation, visit the Revitalizing You website at revitalizingyou.square.site or connect with us on Facebook. The Reinspiring You podcast is a ministry of Revitalizing You that focuses on helping its listeners to relax the mind, restore the body, and renew the spirit. Until next time, may you have reoccurring success and God bless.